Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. Where are we? Seventeen. Sounds right. Seventeen. Somewhere right around there. Terry yeah. Korth on the quarter mile back in the day. Tom G. Jr. When he was in the Lim- truck. Limited late model champion. Late model. That's yep. right. Yeah. Tommy G. Shout out to him. When he came back, he had 17 again, right? He went came back. He went to 36. Went to 36. Yep. But then didn't he come back in the limited late for a short time yes. at 17 again? Yes. You're yeah, right. That was Number just a couple 17. years ago. So. Good call. All right. There is the podcast we are at. My name is Matt Panier. Dan Strong, how are you? Doing quite all right. Freshly shaven Dan yeah. Strong. Okay. Looking good, Dan. Yeah. Thank I like you. it. Andy Thank Monday you. likes it. Andy, how are you? I'm good. You? The title defense begins in two days. <coughs> it's here. We've uh, been anticipating this for a long time. You've seen the the countdown on social media, all the different drivers sharing uh, how many days, and now it's here. So yeah. time to go. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we, we could go back just about a week ago, not too long ago. We had the Tundra race. Uh, and, by the way, just want to, as someone who is very heavily involved with the Tundra series, want to thank everyone for coming out and attempting to brave the weather but i want to send a very humongous special thanks out to every meteorologist who completely (laughs) butchered the forecast uh not a lot of fun but uh a big thanks to everyone and andy you know how those things go it's just when you're in the pit area in the car trying to get ready to go and then it starts raining and then it doesn't stop raining it's it's a frustrating day for everyone it really is and you know that's the last thing you want as racers once you're already at the track the car's unloaded um, it's time to go racing, and um, as it kind of practiced wound down, you know, people started looking at the skies and the radar and um, got everybody lined up, got qualifying in, got the qualifying race in. Um, everybody did a nice job getting on top of that to get as far as we could, but unfortunately uh, it was not meant to be for a Saturday night this year. Yeah, as of noon, 0% chance <laughs> of showers. Good job. Like a, I'm... I'm a little bitter. And but we even tried to get the track back yeah, twice. Yeah, we tried to dry it, and it just kept raining. But uh, it ended up making for a pretty decent race Sunday. Obviously, not everybody could make it back because they had Mother's Day plans and things like that. But uh, Dennis Prunty coming up with the big win over Steve Apel. And Steve, I think that's now the third time he's finished second in this race out of five races. He's got something going on, though. <laughs> Brand new car for Steve this year, too. Yeah, yeah Steve's... Uh, doing a brand new car they got a fury chassis which uh chris swimmer is heavily involved in um he looked good um he's been running strong down at slinger as well with that and um like you said dennis prunty he's kind of been on a roll he won the first two races at slinger to start the year um he was strong last year on the uh, bruce miller memorial night Mm -hmm. before uh, they had some motor troubles and obviously had won the dixieland previously so um he's a threat to win anytime he comes up here with that car yeah and you may see those guys back for the red, white, and blue quite a bit as well this year. Is they they want to want to come up here and see what they got. Yeah, and I believe for sure that's on uh, Steve Apel's yeah, schedule. On for sure. Um, I know I talked to him a little bit. Sounds like uh, they got some family and stuff that has a cabin up north, so it's nice to take Friday off of work, come up here race Thursday. You know, he talked to me about, hey, where can I leave the trailer? You know, during the week and just snatch it on the <laughs> way back on Sunday. Sneak in, you and know, get it. something like that. So. Um, I know he's expecting to come up, and yeah, you know, Dennis, um, Dennis Prunty. You also saw some strong runs out of some other guys. Casey Johnson mm-hmm. obviously was up there. Uh, Mike Litchfield, great yeah. run for him. Kakana's been a Mike. Uh, uh, Mike jokes with for him. Mike jokes with me every year that we should remove Kakana from the schedule, and now he says, you know, maybe we should come back here no, twice no, it's next okay. year. Yeah, yeah. now it's okay. Maybe um, he wants to come back twice now. Yeah, and rounding out the top five, another great run um, for Colin Ruffner. I believe this is only the second time he's raced yep. up here, and I know he was strong last year in the Tundra race as well. So for him to get a top five, uh, great showing for a young driver like that to attack this track. Yeah, and it would have been really interesting to see what some of the local guys had, if they would have been able to stick around. Maxwell Schultz had to take off. He qualified in the top five. JVO mm-hmm. qualified third. He had to take off. Travis uh, Dassel. Travis Dassel was very fast he also had to take off uh, the one guy who really impressed me in qualifying and he got his shirt on there <laughs> mickey shally running a two a two during qualifying for the 91 yeah he was on cloud nine um that's something me and mickey have talked about a lot this winter is trying to improve his program just in general and um i you know tried to talk to him a lot about just starting out focusing on qualifying and getting the car into the feature every week making all the laps making the invert in the race um, and we, uh, he came down to Madison and helped me when I raced down there and just me and him rode back in the truck and we talked about qualifying for probably a good hour 
Um, and obviously, um, he took that advice to heart because I was super impressed. His first lap was like a five, mm-hmm. a five or a six, and then to run a two, um, that's probably three or four tenths faster than he's gone right. previously. So nice job by him and ran well in the race too. finished just outside the top ten. Yeah, and the late models, they came out, they put on a show, didn't get as many as we had hoped for. I, I think we ended up getting nine. Unfortunately, Justin Waller broke during practice. And I think your brother put it best, which is exactly kind of how we wanted it. We wanted this to sort of be a simulation is what he, the, the term he used for Thursday nights. Brian ended up being pretty good. Brazen Bennett wins the first one. Meyerhofer wins the second one, wins the overall, and sets a track record. So the late models were cruising, and we're going to see a really fast field of cars this year just based off of what we saw there on Sunday. I mean, we had, you know, five of the top guys in that class. They were duking it out side by side, back and forth, all kinds of great racing. It's probably going to be another competitive year just like we saw last year yeah definitely are and going back to the story i was telling about mickey shally qualifying after mickey qualified mike was actually walking by me on the quarter mile and i grabbed him and i said did you see what kind of laps these guys are putting down this is track record weather go get it buddy and i didn't know if he was just gonna run a 21 flat dead sideways trying too hard but he made it stick and uh Hats off to him setting a new track record. I believe Corey Kempkus had that yeah, it was previously like a, for like the last five or six uh, years. 2014, I want to say it was an 078, somewhere in that neighborhood. Meyerhofer ran an 054. So, you know, as the super lights start to creep closer and closer to the 18 second bracket, we also got to take a look at the late models as they're closing closer and closer to the 19, 19 seconds, seconds themselves. And so. I told Mike that right at the end of uh, Sunday, I said, you go out there and you hit that 19 bracket this year because you got the car to do it. And uh, he mentioned about how he's been having engine troubles now. Yeah, because, that uh, kind of seemed like it. He had, I know he had to go and make a change, and it sounded like your brother had some issues too. Yeah, um, looks like Mike picked up his motor today, um, mm-hmm. got that fixed up, so they'll be getting that in for Thursday. Um, Brian's I don't think is going to be quite ready, so um, they're on a plan B motor just for this week. Um, not sure how competitive it'll be, but he'll do his best with what he has. And like you said, there was only um, a hand, you know, half a dozen, eight cars or whatever uh, that they had the Tundra race, but it was your top five guys. Yeah. I mean, Bernhagen was solid both races. Um, mm-hmm. Rodewald, you know, I believe he was second and fourth or third mm-hmm. and fourth. He looked good as well. Um, so it is going to be a very competitive year for those guys. Yeah, and uh, if you didn't catch the sportsman part of the race, well, Dave Trude kind of cleaned up, but I thought the real story <laughs> was sort of something that happened. Brazen Bennett came up to me after we decided we were not going to be able to race Saturday, and he said, hey, what do you think if I go get my sport mod and I run with the sportsman cars? And having, you know, we were going to have, I think, six or seven, a couple guys had to leave, and I said, hey, let's do it. Let's put on a show for these fans in this division. He said, he messaged me probably about an hour or two later and said, unfortunately, I can't do it, but I got you two cars. And it was the Beatys. It was Evan and Ethan. And Evan Beatty <laughs> put on a show. Ethan did well, too, but Evan was out there. He was sideways. His body was rolling over the right. Finished second and fourth in the sportsman race. It was. If you didn't catch it, you will be able to catch it probably after the first race of the season. But uh, I right, do but have you'll, videos. You'll, yeah, and... Remember, those sport mods are just racing on the quarter mile this year. This was out on the yeah. half mile. Yeah, it was really impressive to watch. He kind of drove up through the field, and probably the third or fourth lap of the race, it kind of caught my eye like, holy cow, this this thing's hauling the mail. He's going forward. And um, earlier in the day, he came over by Brian and asked if he could borrow a tire, and Brian just had some old stuff from last year, and they dug through the pile and like, oh, this will work, put it on the right rear. And I pulled up race monitor probably lap five or six of the race. He was running 21.8. Dave Trout, who was the winner, was running 21 8. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was right there with them. He was um, running faster laps for most of the race than what Dave was. Yep. Yeah. And unfortunately, was... in the second feature, he, he lost the cylinder, right. broke a rocker arm. But, oh, is that what it was? Um, yep. Yeah. He was still doing well. <laughs> yeah. in it was, that race it was too. very fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, I think we may have made the case there for one of the uh, win a gamey triple crown races. Could we talk about getting one on the half mile? I know a lot of the guys, they don't have the gears and things like that, but, man, that would be fun to watch. That would be really fun to watch. Maybe a double O race like Matt Rowe does. There we go. That would be awesome. Do you remember a couple of years ago at Oktoberfest, they used to have the late model challenge. It would be one of the last events on Sunday, and they would run a race on the half mile. It would be probably the first race of the day. Then they would run all the other stuff. 
The guys would take their cars, go change all the gears, and then they would run the quarter mile. It would be the very last day, race of the day. Nice. I remember watching Dan Lensing run that particular <laughs> event, and he was out there changing gears, and he was running a super late model. He must have ran every division that Sunday. That's what makes it fun is doing stuff like that. you got to think outside the box and do things different. And, you know, great call on your end letting those guys come in because it really made it entertaining for everybody to watch. And now you know going forward if a similar suggestion yeah. comes up, we're I, very I already, competitive. I already talked to the Beatties about uh, bringing them to some of those Thunder Sportsman races. Why not? Uh, we're kind of experimenting. You know, that whole Thunder Sportsman thing is basically just trying to grab street stocks, sportsman cars, uh, mid-American cars. Uh, because the class, unfortunately, you know, as as many of you probably have seen, those classes are kind of dwindling a little bit. So um, anything we can do to drive a little bit more life back into these things and even them all up, it's, it's kind of what we're looking to Absolutely, do. Absolutely, yep. So that was the Tundra race. Again, Dennis Prunty picking up the win. Next one's June the 9th. But uh, in between that Tundra race and where we sit now, very awesome pit party. Dan and Ginger Van Dalwick, hats off to them for the idea of showcasing the drivers of the Fox River Racing Club. Andy, I know you were there. There were a couple of people that I talked to that said, you know, when I heard about this, I didn't get it. I didn't think it was going to be a good idea. But now that we did it, this was awesome. Yeah, it was a great turnout. Um, a lot of people came down, enjoyed the event, you know, right at 5 o'clock. It was kind of a little bit slower, but from like 5.30 to 7.30, it was packed and um, I talked to Danny at one point, too. He said on a normal Thursday night in the pit concession area, they go through about two to three boxes of hamburgers. At 7 o'clock, they were on their eighth box nice. of hamburger. The nice. Day. It was about a 40-minute wait in line to get food. Um, so that just tells you how, how crazy it was down there and how nice that was for um, all the teams to bring out their cars, let kids sit them, take pictures, um, and just let everybody basically sit around and BS and have a good time just kick yeah, your and, off. and not everybody gets that opportunity to do it after the races because of needing to get home and things like that and then sometimes you have the racer that may have to take off because he's got to go to work on Friday or maybe he had a rough night and the car's in pieces so you get the cars there they're all looking pristine looking good and like you said just getting the kids in there to sit in them and drive some interest there's a picture floating around I think Ginger Van Dalwick took it of the front stretch just cars parked all the way down all the way from turn mm -hmm. one down to turn four it was really nice to yeah, see yeah very cool and that pt cruiser yeah if you get to see a picture of that pt cruiser that thing looks sharp well since you mentioned it and we start rolling in to our previews for the 2018 season we talked to the driver bob voigt in the pt cruiser let's uh, hear what he had to say we got Bob Voigt here with the PT Cruiser for the Sizzling Fours, and this looks a lot different than last year, Bob. Oh, yeah, it's way different. You guys got to come down and see it. You'll be amazed. Now, who came up with this? You, you kind of fingered Dan Thompson. Dan Thompson is a guilty party of coming up with the design here. No, actually, Dan George at 920 Raps is the one that came up with the design on it. Rob Thompson threw a mind, threw a design in my brain and we went and looked at it and found a picture and then took it to him and we did a little different off the picture and it's just amazing i i have to ask you this question because it's something that's sort of been going through my mind here over the last you know years so that we've been seeing the cruiser get faster and faster how do you take something like this after doing you know your standard four-cylinder car your honda civics or whatnot and learn how to make something like this fast to be honest i really don't know um, Kurt Schweitzer ended up building a car. My team drove to him last year. He started at it, and I just made a few tweaks to it, and Rob, helped, Rob Thompson helped out a little bit on it, and it just it got fast. I mean, I don't know what we did. It just It's amazing. It's fun. Is it a lot different? I mean, is it more top-heavy than a lot of cars, or does it sit a little bit lower to the ground because of the height? To, I mean, I feel like it would be completely different. Yeah, there's, it is top-heavy compared to my other car. I got an Escort, and it's way top-heavier than that. But we did a little bit of gutting inside to try to avoid that. But it's fun, though. You get, once you get used to driving it, it's it's a blast. One of the guys who's a co-host on this podcast, You Shall Remain Nameless, ran this thing <laughs> last year and had some issues with it. How much work did you guys do over the off-season to get it back in order? Well, after the Facebook Live guys uh, incident, he blew the tranny up in it, so we just had to put a tranny in it. 
Then I took it to 141 for the ISS Enduro, and I had to put some body panels on after that one, but... Otherwise, it's got all new doors, new fenders, new bumper, new hood. Left the quarters and the roof the same, and that was about it. That's the original. Otherwise, everything else is new. And you guys are kind of, I, I guess, kind of a big group, but team. I look at, uh, you know, like yourself, Dan, uh, you mentioned uh, Kurt Schweitzer, and you all sort of stick together, and you go to these enduro races and those sorts of things. How long have you guys known each other, and, you know, how did you all meet and start teaming up? I met Kurt originally... I can't remember when it was, but I came down here and I ran a super stock for a year. And then I ended up going back dirt racing. I met him there because I raced against his son, Stefan. And then uh, he just started coming into work and I was talking to him a couple years ago and just went down and helped him out and it just hooked, clicked together and we just started racing together. Dan and Rob was racing them with him before I was. So they're just a great group of guys to race with. Now, when it comes down to it, you, you kind of forget about that when it's on the racetrack, right? It's every man for himself. Yes and no. Yes and no? <laughs> yes and no. Oh, yeah. I got Dan actually team driving with me this year because there's a couple nights I can't make it. And uh, Andy was supposed to, but he some obligations with some of his pit crew just wouldn't work out. So, otherwise, yeah, we're, we're pretty much, we race each other clean. I mean, we don't mess with each other too much. We have fun, though. It's fun racing against each other, trying to do better than each other all the time. Now, if someone wants to get into racing, this is obviously the best way to do it, right? Uh, what would you suggest? Let's say I'm sitting up in the stands. I see this four-cylinder class. I know it's a beginner class. How do I get started? I would say come down and start talking to some of the guys. See what they got. They'll help. There's a lot of guys that will help you. There's some that they just won't for whatever reason. But there's a lot of guys will help you as much as they can. And the easiest thing is get a car that you look think will work like everybody else is running and just start going and ask questions that's the biggest thing so that was bob voigt and that car definitely will be one that will catch your eye i don't think there's any question <laughs> yeah i mean you you walked through turn four and that was the first thing that i saw was that car yeah and they got it all fixed for you andy for the next time you get in it <laughs> Why? What happened the last time? I, I don't remember. Stuff and things. <laughs> stuff and things happen. I, I'm, I'm not fully aware. Yeah, Bob Bob spent a lot of time on that over the winter, putting a whole new body on it, painting it, wrapping it. It looks very sharp. Yeah, um, we were we were teasing that he should put some LED lights inside of there. There you go. Somewhere That'd like in the too. eyes or something. Yeah. So he's, he's looking forward to a good year out there in the four-cylinder class. I know he picked up a feature win in that car last year, mm -hmm. um, but he's also going to have some good competition. I don't know if you saw who's parked just down from him mike klein are you talking yeah. about klein in the 114 yeah you were what, you were what did we see there at you the were pit taking party? A, you were taking a real good look at that car <laughs> sounds like it might be newer than the street car that i drive uh, it's newer than the street car i drive as well Yeesh. so what, what year is it i believe it's a 2015 oh that's newer than mine too and was that a civic or? civic or an accord it's a it's an accord it's a accord okay. it's an accord yeah but you know what the funny thing is is you have dan thompson a 99 car that won the championship last year. He was out there, too. Is that a Plymouth Laser he's got? Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, but, you know, that car is equally fast. And then Rick Laser, 35 car, another guy that was close to the championship last year, looked kind of like the same car he had, too. So, I new, say newest isn't always the best, but I think we're going to find out because Mike Klein, I don't really think it matters to him. He just seems to be able to find ways to go fast. And I think Mike Klein is trying to keep that 46 car behind him that's planning uh, on coming yes. weekly that will be another that we saw last car. year yep. so brody revest uh red white and blue champion mm -hmm. last year planning on coming weekly this year so um there's gonna be some good competition in the four cylinder class for sure yeah i think so. that car is gonna be interesting too because he just blew a motor in i want to say one of the practices and he had to swap out the motor in that car Oh, so that's going to be, uh, it'll be an experimental day on Thursday. Uh-huh. So. See what everybody's got. Talk's right. cheap, right? Uh-huh. Well, obviously we got all kinds of classes on the quarter mile this year, uh, including the sport mods. And when we get a little closer to the first appearance of the sport mods, we'll let you know a little bit more about who's going to be competing in that. We had 17 of them last year, so expecting another good field. Uh, speaking of the sport mods, a driver that was in that sport mod field last year is now going to be competing full-time in the quarter-mile late models, who will be there on opening day. Kelsey Hayes just announced. Uh, I believe that is the old stump ride. Saw it in the stump trailer, so that kind of 
putting two and two together here, but as bad as I am at math is as bad as meteorologists are at predicting weather. So that could be pretty interesting. You You're not still grumpy about that, are you? Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You might bring it up three or four more times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anywhere I can slide that in. Yeah. Um, I saw Dan or, uh, Chad Vine was out practicing today. Pete Birkin. That's going to be really fun to watch these guys. Now, don't forget, they don't get spotters. No spotters. Yeah, Jake Zielinski's, uh going to run that division as well this year. and That um, wild Corey Kempkis car. Yep. Oh, man, that the, thing looks slick. The yeah. outlaw body on it, that looks really sharp. Um, that should be really impressive to watch as well. Um, but, no, back to Kelsey. Um, really cool to see her take that step. I know when the quarter-mile late model division kind of formed, the idea was to get some of these older cars out and maybe some drivers that – um, maybe hung up the helmet a few years ago to come back into the sport. Uh, but now we're also seeing it's a nice stepping stone for mm -hmm. some of the other drivers who maybe don't have the funds or, or are ready to take a leap or into the half-mile class but still be able to race a late model at Kakana. And I think she'll do extremely well, you know, running that. She has enough experience on the dirt. It's definitely going to help her yeah, she's, coming over to Yeah, she's asphalt. quite the shoe in the sport mod division. There's no question about that. So uh, we'll see. If that translates over. Um, other quarter-mile divisions, the Super Stocks are kind of a division where here's the crown. It's open. Who's going to take it away? Um, no Dylan Wenzel. No Alex Seidel this season. I would expect to see guys like Larry Rago, Jeff Tremel, um, the lady of the field, Rachel Meyerhofer, maybe make that step. 49 cars now are going to be, I, I'm guessing, a 63 with Jeff Wills. There will be no yep. Jesse Van Roy, Craig Van de Wettering team. 117, Andy Cassavant and Phil Lill. That our top contender? Yeah, maybe. I think Rachel's got a good chance. I mean, she's yep. definitely got experience there um, several years. And like you said, with Jeff Wills, he won, what, two features last year? Mm -hmm. Maybe after the checkered flag and the tech right. area yep. feature wins. But, hey, they still count. And with him getting the 49 car, that car's been fast no matter who's right. driven it. So um, maybe that could be your kind of uh, wild card coming in here too yeah that's you know as much as you like to see a guy like dylan wenzel and you know he's a friend of the podcast we've had him on here a few times it's always interesting to see when a championship gets vacated who steps in who's who's going to be the one that gets the chance to take it over maybe we'll see that wagon back out too number four cool. i've seen some rumblings so yeah that's always fast when that's out there too mm -hmm. it is it is indeed. so it'll be interesting for sure and speaking of championships that are wide open another one on the quarter mile wisconsin sport trucks i just spoke to brett van orn today he is not going to be racing his sport truck so kyle quella to try to go into that brett van horn role of just winning championship after championship after championship or do we see a jordan fisher or a kylie Vandermoss or one of the fickles kind of fill that role now well, is fisher even coming back i know he sold his truck and yeah i think bobby Watier has his truck okay sounds um, about right yeah so those guys will be fast they'll, they'll be good this year and i don't know did you see kyle's truck yet yeah and mm -hmm. we don't want to spoil it okay let, we won't spoil it well let's just say this <laughs> He had the mellow yellow tr looking truck, right? <laughs> Days of Thunder fans will recognize and enjoy this particular paint scheme as well. Yep. I like it. I told him he kind of went backwards, though. Or he did it in the wrong order. First, you're supposed to get the Exxon truck, then. <laughs> the dot, City dot, Chevrolet. Dot, dot, dot. We'll leave it. We'll <laughs> leave it alone. But, uh, Got it. Yeah. We'll let you guys uh, use your imaginations on that one. But uh, another guy, maybe, possibly. Second-year truck racer that could be a factor this year is someone that we talked to, Nathan Brantmeyer. So we're here with Nathan Brantmeyer. He's going to be running his Wisconsin Sport Truck for the second year. Uh, Nate, just tell me, you know, kind of about how you got into racing. So I got into racing with my dad and my grandma. Um, they've been really good f fans of racing out here. Uh, my dad actually raced before me in a sprint car out at 141 Speedway and all that, and I raced go-karts since I've been four, and now I got into a truck, and I've loved it since, and just can't wait to get back into racing season. So why the truck? Uh, you know, you see a lot of people either jump into, like, four cylinders, or some will go up to a late model right away. Uh, well, what about the truck is appealing for you? The trucks are small, and I just loved how I'm um, racing with all these guys. Um, Alyssa Larson, I used to race go-karts with her, and she ran a truck. Um, same with Carly Stadler and Hayden Watska, so they got us into the trucks. And what did you think of your first year? Uh, 
just from up in the stands watching you, you improve each and every week. You were getting faster. You were having better finishes. Uh, just what was it like for you behind the wheel? It was really awesome. Um, we had a lot of fun this year, uh, last year and got fi- and finished eighth in points my first year, and I'm happy with that. What kinds of things did you learn throughout the year? I mean, you know, obviously the seat time is good, and there's not a ton of stuff you can do to the setup, but, you know, what, what were kind of the things that you were working on throughout the year to get faster? You have to run fast with these top competitors like Kyle Quella and Brett Van Horn. Um, they were really fast, and we had to catch them, so... We just had to follow their lines and learn with their lines and just keep doing it every week. I notice you got a pretty good fan base up there every week, too. Just tell me about them. and Can you, can you hear them when you get out of the truck? You know they're there. My first um, heat race when um, I can hear my grandma screaming, great, great job, Nathan, you won, finally. And all my fans were screaming out there. And all of a sudden, if you just look up in the stands and you would just see all red, that's all of us. And I'm very glad that they're out here, and including all the fans that come out here, not just to see me, but everybody. Without them, we could not be racing. If you look at a lot of the top division guys here, you know, Andy Monday, um, Brian Monday, guys like that, they all started here in the trucks. Um, what what about that uh, appeals to you? Do you think you know that's something you'd like to do too? Is move up through the ranks and just kind of knowing that a lot of those guys have been successful? Yes, I would love to move up to the ranks, like just like Andy Money and them. I've looked up since, with Andy Money since I've been four years old, racing with the trucks and the late models and everything, and winning them with the championship last year was amazing. Even though I lost Rookie of the Year last year, Andy says his rookie year he finished eighth in points, and you have something going f- with you, and hope you can hope he, he can race against me sometime. You know, just because he's on the podcast doesn't mean you have to be nice to him. <laughs> uh, it's just he's a friend of ours, and he's raced trucks before, and he just... He's, yeah, he's an all right guy. He's, <laughs> he's talked with... What, and he's actually helped me and helped us set up with the truck last year. And we broke apart, and I ran into his trail. I'm like, hey, you have this? He's like, this, actually, I have truck parts in here yet from when he ran. And he's like, yeah, here, take it. And he's helped us out a lot. And same with Brian Monday. We ran with him one time. We lost part. We raced tech down here, didn't have it, and... Well, Brian Monday had it, so we went up there and we paid him for it and got back on the track, and I can't thank him enough. Now, what are your expectations for this year? Obviously, uh, getting faster, you've been out here practicing a little bit. Uh, you think you're going to be up there championship contending? I think I can. Um, you know, with Kyle Quell winning the championship last year, and he's really fast, and same with Kylie Vandermoss and Tanner Filkel and Bobby Watier. They're all fast, and... I have to look up with them and actually have to work my butt off to get up there as fast as I can and work our way up. Same with Jason Plutz. I mean, he's fast too, and we have to get up there and win and get up high in points at the start and just keep working our way up. Okay, so you're 14. You're a high school freshman. What do kids at your school know about this? Do do they know anything? Do they come out here and watch your race? Do they think it's kind of uh, weird? Like they're all playing football and soccer and stuff, and you're out here racing. What do they say to you about it? Some of them like it. Some of them don't. Like I talked with them all the time. The people come around, and some of them like it. Some of them really don't. Um, my teacher doesn't like it because on Thursday nights he piles on homework, and I'm like, why did you do that? And Sometimes, um, like a lot of my students, come, uh, classmates actually come out and um, watch us, and some of them just don't care and just rather play their sports. But, I mean, we had a couple of them come out to this pit party today and just come down and say hi to us and walk around and meet all the great drivers out here. So we talked to Nathan Brantmeyer, who will be in his second year, and obviously one of the things with the Wisconsin Sports Trucks is the youngsters. You're going to have Riley Krieger. Obviously, we're here at the X-Bar, so we got to talk about Riley and what he's going to bring, and then Cody Vanderloop, and we believe another Vanderloop. This could be the year of watching the young guns try to make their way up the ranks in the trucks. Yeah, and they're getting in some good trucks. I know uh, the Krieger truck is getting some help from the Quellas, um, and then obviously the Vanderloops uh, getting the old Brett Van Horn truck, which we've seen be so dominant over the last few years. So um, good to be a good to be a tight field of racing there um, in the sport trucks, as it always is. Yeah, certainly looking forward to it. And then the figure eights were kind of not exactly uh, up and up on who all is going to be in that. It sounds like Mike Meyerhofer might come back. I would imagine Craig Van Wettering. But the big thing this year, obviously, is remembering Jeff Will Robbie. Uh, every feature is going to be 13 laps this year. Yeah, and that's a great tribute for Jeff. You know, he he is a great guy, great competitor out there, previous champion, and um, definitely don't want to forget about him um, when we're out there. So um, maybe Willie Van Camp 
be yeah, out there Willie. a few, wow, few more times. And Terry Van Roy, obviously. You think Terry's coming back? Yeah, why not? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably would be in the mix there somewhere. He just, uh, yeah, we'll see who shows up. I mean, that's kind of the thing with the figure eights is you never really know at the start, and then the same names keep coming back, the Kriegers, and, you know. It's I think Kenny Van Wyken hung it up, though. Yeah, yeah I, I heard so. that. probably that's, done. That's a little disappointing, but... Uh, now we just get to see Kenny up in the stands. Maybe we'll bring him <laughs> up to the mic one night, huh? There you go. We'll see, we'll see if that happens. That'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll have to get him up there early, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying anything, just saying that. Um, so from the quarter mile on to the half mile, and that was kind of where we got the previews a little bit at the Tundra race. And like we were just saying earlier, this late model division is just going to be wide open this year. It's so hard to tell. There were guys that weren't even in the show uh, joining us for the Tundra Race. A guy like Nate Van Wyken in the 56, Scott Baker in the 27, Todd Verhag in 52. Eddie Brett, Munster. Eddie Munster in the 5, Brett Wenzel in the 0. You know, guys that, okay, yeah, we had some really good cars, and we, we know where these guys stack up against each other, but where do these other guys factor in now? Right, and you got a lot of other cars, too, that are trying to up their game. Matt Whitman was out practicing tonight. I know Randy Ager's been out there a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck, who used to help the Lamers team, is crew chief for him this year. Um, so you could say, see a few of those guys take another step, too, to the next level. And um, Mike King, I mean, he was right. in the dash yeah, a bunch last too, year. Yeah. Um, with his experience and stuff, there's no reason Mike couldn't be up there as well. Yeah, it, uh, it's going to make for a really interesting class. And, of course, uh, the Kriegers yep, that's in, in their be an car, they're going to be joining in as well. So. Um, another driver that we talked to is a guy that I saw out there practicing. This is, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. He's out there practicing again. He was out there last week for the pit party. He was out there practicing the previous Tuesday. Came out for the Thunder Race. Was practicing the Tuesday before that. Laps, 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 laps. That's what they're preaching with the guy. And saw some pretty nice improvement when he came out for the Thunder Race. And uh, going for rookie of the year, Will Timmers. Will Timmers moving up to the late model class this year from the Super Stocks. Uh, Will, before we kind of get into where you've been, just tell me why. Why did you decide to make the move up this year? Um, I mean, they were taking a couple of races away from the Street Stocks, and then, you know, we just decided to move up because we want to run a whole season, you know, and, you know, stuff like that. And might as well get up there right away. Now, this car, you said uh, this is uh, an old Mike Reichenberger car from Norway? Yeah, he ran it at Norway. And how's it been for you so far? It's been good. We had a couple ups and downs, but it's working out. Now, just tell me about your racing career prior to the Superstock last year. You know, what, what got you into racing? What got you curious? And uh, why you decided to, to make the move to the Superstocks? Well, me and my dad, there was a check at uh, Meadowview, and... Um, we went to go watch a race, and uh, I was like, Dad, I want to do that. And, you know, we bought a cart, got into it. A couple years later, we really got into it, started doing some national stuff. And then we came to a bunch of races here. We're like, well, let's do street stock, and, you know, and see how that goes. And it went pretty good, and then here we are now. Now you guys decided to make the move up this year, and I know you've been practicing a lot. You ran the Tundra race mm-hmm. here this past weekend as well. Uh, you're starting to feel more comfortable, and, you know, how did, how did you know that you were feeling comfortable once you got there? Um, or, or have you gotten there yet? I'm getting there. I, you know, I'm getting – every time I practice, I'm getting more comfortable, you know. Just, you know, just – yeah. <laughs> How did it feel to get out there and get some laps uh, of competition this past weekend in the Tundra race? Did that help out a bit, too, to kind of see where you stack up against everybody? It helped a lot because now I know, you know, how much, you know, fast I got to get. Because they were faster, but I was I stayed right with them. And, and then when Thursday nights start, then I'll be actually in there, you know, racing with them. So I'll go good. What are your expectations for this year? When you look back at the end of the year and you see everything you did, what what do you want to see? Um, maybe win a race, you know, but that's that's probably not going to happen this year, you know. Just pass some cars, you know, do my best, I guess, whenever I can do. So you're you're 15, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Or at least that's what we'll tell the insurance company, right? Um you go to school, you got kids that play sports. I think you you might do some stuff aside from uh, the racing stuff, but what do the kids at school think about your racing? Do they know anything about it? Do they come out here and check it out? 
do you tell them about it you know it, it's kind of a it's not your typical i play football baseball kind <laughs> yeah, of thing you know yeah, it's yeah. a little different so what do they say about it oh they talk to me about it i tell them a bunch of stuff and tell them yeah come out thursday nights you know watch watch the races you know it's it's a blast you know do they know, like, what all goes into doing this, all the shop work and all those sorts of things? You know, they go to their practices, but you got to work inside the shop and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, they don't really know much about it. They probably just think, you know, throw it out there and it's good to go. No, you got to bull check everything, make sure everything's all good. You don't want to lose a part of the track. You can put her into the wall, and that's not good. <laughs> Could be all for the season. You never know. So, looking kind of forward from where you're going this year, you, you talked a little bit about maybe some of your expectations, but uh, where do you want to go after this? I mean, you're a young guy, there's a lot of racing that could potentially be ahead of you. What's kind of the career goal? Well, win a bunch of races, go up to Supers, and then, you know, it'd be really cool if I went to NASCAR or something like that. That'd be really cool. But that's, you know, my goal, I guess. Your dad kind of shook a little bit when you said NASCAR. <laughs> Was that his pocketbook moving? <laughs> Probably, yeah. We got to get more money to keep going, you know, more sponsors and stuff. So there is Will Timmers, Will the Thrill. It's going to be interesting this year. You know, they talked a little bit about making all the laps, kind of like we talked about Tara Springstrow, another rookie, uh, just making sure that you get out there and you get the laps and get that experience. And that, that was something you preached pretty heavily. Yeah, it's it's important. I mean, the more experience you can get out there um, in traffic with other cars, just the more you're going to learn. Nobody learns in the shop putting fenders on and and repairing bumpers and stuff because you had a bad night and things got wrecked. So uh, it's good to see Will out there um, taking that initiative and being out there practicing. And, you know, he did fine in the Tundra race too. He kept up with the back mm-hmm. of the pack and uh, made all the laps, stayed out of trouble. Um, and that's all you can do when you're trying to get used to the thing. Yeah, yeah, so by mid-season, uh, we'll see exactly what happens with that 22. Uh, moving on now to the Super Lates. We know that the champion guy is going to try to defend, but now we see Casey Johnson's back in the mix. JBO is back in the mix. Obviously, you have Will Bennett. Who are you, as the champion, <laughs> looking at coming into this year i mean you gotta i know you've been at practice a few times kind of spying not spying but sort of checking out the competition maybe every week yeah just, <laughs> just kind of seeing who's looking good and who's out there doing what but i mean you as the champion you know dan and i can speculate but obviously there's got to be someone or some ones that you have your eye on yeah i mean you can never count out lol and Jeff with just the amount of experience those guys have and being previous multi-time champions. Um, So those are the first two that come to mind. Um, Casey Johnson, them guys coming back with the Chase Motorsports team in a Pathfinder. Um, Obviously, he's going to be very, very strong, and we know that as well. Um, But really kind of keeping our eye on uh, Bobby Kendall. Mm. Um, Bobby's the red, white, and blue champion last year. They built a new car through Race Tech Chassis uh, this winter. And um, he was probably arguably the strongest car on the track the second half of last year, you know, especially um, in longer races and stuff. His car really came on. So um, I know he had some bad luck last year with maybe a few motor issues, like a black flag, three wide, questionable thing happened. You know, some of those things don't happen last year. He's probably um, right up there with, uh, with Lowell and our team, you know, competing into that last night for the championship. So it should be a fun year. And the other guy um, that maybe is kind of a wild card that maybe isn't getting a lot of consideration is, I think, Travis Dassel. Sure. He's planning on being here every week. Um, when he's come in the past, he's was fast time at the white race right. a few years ago. Um, he, he's going to be strong and another strong contender that we could see up there every week. What about a guy by the name of Brent Strelka? I think we've seen Strelka be fast before, win features. Uh, you know the team is committed. You know that Strelka's committed. It, it just seems like it comes down to the luck. Oh, absolutely. C- could them, could yeah. something turn around for them this year? Well, I think so with that new car they've got. Honestly, that car has won at WIR. We that, know it, that. That was last year. the old April car. Yes, yep. it is. So, I mean, I think if they can turn their luck around a little bit, just with one feature, I think they've got a real good contender car there. Yeah, absolutely. And I talked to Brent a little bit, too, because they, they had tried some different things, and they didn't have quite the showing that they were hoping for at the Tundra race. But they were committed to 
working on it and they were back out there right away the next Tuesday with something different set up in the rear end and uh, the car was way better so it sounds like they're on top of it they found their issue right away and you know they're going to be strong um, as well as Sawyer Efforts who's got mm -hmm. a new Pathfinder as well um, he should be another a car to watch out yeah and maybe Alex be Stumpf too but let, let me throw this on you Andy because you really got off to a nice start last year and it seemed like that just helped you build the entire season how important is that or is it something where if you have the bad luck you want to get it out of the way right away um i think every week counts obviously equally the same but the faster you can get out of the box and just carry that momentum week after week it just picks up all the guys on the team everybody's excited getting to the shop working on the car maybe putting in those extra little steps working on things if you start out the year you know the first five weeks and three of them are dnfs and you're replacing motors it, it, people get burned That's out tough. in a pretty yeah. quick hurry um and then maybe you're not you know quite as diligent on some of the other small minor details and with how competitive the class is um you really got to be on top of everything to stay as competitive you know on top of your stuff there so yeah and we didn't even talk about the rookies who potentially could factor into this i mean look at what chad butts and john DeAngelis did last year they certainly named, made a name for themselves Talked to one of them during the pit party, and that was a guy coming up from Slinger, Grant Griesbach. Grant Griesbach going to be part of the rookie class here for the 2018 season at Wisconsin International Raceway, the Fox River Racing Club. Uh, Grant, obviously some of the folks have seen where you've been racing at Slinger and with the Tundra Series a little bit, but uh, prior to that, just tell us a little bit about your experience in racing. Um, I started racing go-karts uh, at a young age, around five or six. Um, uh, we've, I've always went to Slinger. I grew up around the area. Um, started racing four-cylinders when I was nine. Um, we've just been making some gains going up in divisions. Um, we've been racing super late models. This is my third full season at the Slinger Speedway. Um, this year we've decided to kind of gain more experience by coming to the bigger tracks, uh, such as Kakana this year. We'll be racing full-time Thursday nights. Um, I feel like racing Thursday nights on this big track every week just gain more seat time um the more experience the better uh this track is completely different from slinger so it's it's better to be good at more than one track um just to kind of gain more experience more knowledge about racing uh, we felt like last year in the tundra series we struggled when we came to the big tracks compared to the smaller tracks um so kind of seemed like a a really good situation racing every thursday night and just try to get the most amount of experience we can and maximize our time racing super late models. Now, racing at Slinger, obviously, that's got to be kind of a crazy place to, to get your feet wet. You started with the late models and with the super late models, but you had a pretty good guy in Conrad Morgan helping you out. Just, uh, you know, tell me about your progression at Slinger because I know you raced really, really well there last year. Yeah, we've been just kind of getting better. Slingers, it takes a while to get to know that track. Uh, we didn't really start doing good until probably the end of last year, um, hitting a couple top fives, uh, stringing together some good finishes. Um, at the end of the year, getting that win was huge. Um, it just kind of a big confidence builder um, because the competition at Slinger is the best you can find, I feel like, anywhere in the nation uh, when it comes to super late model short track racing. And I feel like we, it's taken us a while to get to where we've, where we've gotten. Um, and I feel like there's still lots of room to improve. Um, but I feel like we can just have a good year this year and keep just keep building on our success. Now, you've raced here a couple of times uh, with the Big 8 Series first and now with Tundra two times. What do you think of this place? What's what's the half mile like for Grant Griesbach? Um, it's a big track. Uh, you get a lot of speed going down the straightaways here. Um, it's different than Slinger. Um, I like the place, uh, even though we haven't been as good as we'd like to be. Um, we're just looking to make features, get just get laps in, keep building on what we've been running on. I think last Saturday before the Tundra race, we practiced almost 100 laps, just trying to get, just trying stuff, trying to get the car the most comfortable it can be, um, and just trying to trying to gain more experience and just make sure the we can make the correct adjustments and just make it as smooth as possible. 
Now, away from racing, you're still in high school, correct, at Pewaukee, and do you still yep. play football, too? What grade are you in? I mean, still a pretty young guy. Uh, yeah, right now I am a sophomore. Um, I will play football as a junior next fall. Um, I've always had fun doing that. And it's something as a kid, conflicts with racing a lot. Um, but my coaches understand that this is something that I've always done. Um, and it is probably something I'll probably continue to do later in life. Um, as fun as football is, um, you kind of got to figure out how to split times, make up, try to make all your commitments work, and just try to do everything you can. So what position do you play? Uh, I play lineman. Okay, so you get to protect for the quarterback. Yep. So if you're blocking out there, I can say that you're used to that kind of thing. Mm, sort of. That's a joke. It's a yeah. joke. It's a joke. Uh, what are your expectations for this year? Uh, well, we expect to compete for some uh, some wins at Slingers. Just get top fives. Uh, if you get enough top, if you're in the top five consistently, we feel like a couple are going to go your way, and you can end up in victory lane or on the top three. Um, at Kakana, we just hope to make the shows at the beginning, get seat time. Hopefully, by the end of the year, be competing in the top five. Um, you never know. Hopefully. Uh, as for points-wise, we'll be in contention for Rookie of the Year at Kakana. I feel like we can get a decent points finish at Slinger, even though it hasn't started out the greatest. Um, but I feel like we've got of our uh, kinks straightened out, and I feel like we've got a really nice piece uh, heading into the rest of the year at Slinger. So that will be Grant Griesbach as part of the rookie class. Tim Springstrow, Corey Manders, Dave Satorius. This could be an interesting class. I mean, you talk about Griesbach as a guy that has got a lot of success down at Slingers, run pretty well with Tundra, but he doesn't have the laps here or the success. And you talk about a guy like Satorius who doesn't quite have the laps, but certainly has always had good equipment. And then Manders and Springstrow, guys that got a lot of laps, but just not super lates. Yeah, and we're going to kind of see which is more important here. And if I were a betting man, I would probably put more emphasis on the laps so the laps that Springstrow and Manders have I think is really going to benefit them especially earlier in the year um, over the other rookies for sure the yep. laps on the half mile yeah so uh, plenty of intrigue all the way throughout the super lates and if you're a fan of watching some good super late racing Kakana is really going to be the place to be this year every Thursday night there's going to be 25 to 30 I would think weeklies and then when you factor in red, white, and blue, that could be thirty plus. Should oh, be thirty easily, plus. Yeah. Very easily. If we get, I mean, if we get five to ten travelers, like we, you know, mm-hmm. we're hoping for every year, I think we could hit thirty-five. Yeah, that would be something. Uh, especially, you know, in this day and age, it's trust me, as someone <laughs> that promotes some traveling races, I know how tough it is to get those cars. So. Where are we gonna park all of them? Oh, they've already got plans for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike Anthony. Remember we were talking well, about yeah, that on the last yeah, podcast. He's I mean, got the plans, man. I mean, even with the new slabs, you're still going to run out of space yeah, on the inner pits well. with everybody that we've got between the super lates and the lates. He'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, in lieu of something that I am terrible at, <laughs> which is picking drivers to win, we thought, well, should we pick Thursday night? Should we pick the Golden Sands Memorial Day race, the Trickle 99? We are each going to make one bold prediction for the 2018 season. Now, if one of these comes true, I, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. Like a case of Sundrop? Yeah. Or, or like one night here at the X-Bar? Open bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like other two <laughs> buy for the one. Yeah, that'll Instead work. Instead of if, making if Dan happens. buy when we shake dice, yeah. we can just <laughs> make him buy just for fun. Yeah, yeah so right? <laughs> open tab here at the X bar. All right. I like that one. Well, All right, Dan, y- you said you seem to you seem to come up with one rather quickly. So, so I want you to go ahead. Okay, bold prediction. Uh, it's it's kind of a two parter. I think we're gonna see one rookie out of each class get a fast time and get a feature win. It may not be the same rookie out of each class but i think we're gonna see it so every single class every single class even the figure eights that don't qualify (laughs) or have rookies i just (laughs) poked a hole in your theory (laughs) okay every class that has rookies and does qualify i think we'll see a rookie pick up a fast time and 
pick that up a future That is a bold win. prediction. That is a very bold prediction. I like it, though. I like it. I like where you're going. Andy, do you have one? I know you were kind of <sighs> thinking of one. I'm going to go... I'm going to go on a limb here and say that we're going to have a first-time champion in the super late model class. Oh, really? And I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. But I'm going to say this person wins their first championship ever at WIR. Okay. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more specific than both of you guys. Just a bit more. And uh, gosh, I hope I don't jinx this man because I might not hear the end of it. But my bold prediction for the season is that that guy on your shirt right there, Mickey Shally, is going to win a feature by the end of 2018. After, after seeing what he did during the Tundra race, qualifying, he was doing a lot better last year. My bold prediction is that we will see Mickey Shally in victory lane at some point in 2018. And if that happens this year, which we hope it does for Mickey, we, there might be more Facebook Lives coming out I that think night so. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's going to be a late night at the track. And, uh, I, I would you agree. Know, I'm not saying anything against Mickey because he made a damn good showing out there at Tundra, but that's a strong field you're putting him into. That is, but that's why these predictions are bold. That's true. Bold. The boldest of the bold. Well, speaking of the bold, they will be on display beginning at 645 this Thursday night. Now, get all this. This is all the racing you get for $12. Super late models, late models, street stocks, Wisconsin sport trucks, sizzling fours, quarter mile late models, figure eights. Not going to see much more of a show for 12 bucks anywhere else. So make sure you are there. And after the races are over, you can come down in the pits for free, meet the drivers, hang out, sit in cars, get hot shots with your family, whatever you want to do. And then dun, dun, dun. you can come on down to the X-Bar, and there might be three of us yahoos mm-hmm. down here maybe recording the next podcast. Possibly. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Do we want to advertise this? Because <laughs> we might have someone leaning over our shoulder. Hey, you Pat. said you were going to be down there. Hey, Pat, you're welcome. You can't predict anybody. They should throw you out of the tower. Yeah, one of these times I'll get a prediction right. Well, you did with the rain. <laughs> Speaking of predictions, the last time we did one, what what happened with that? I don't remember. Did that we do the your, slinger that opener? Your Dennis Prunty win? I thought we talked about this last time, but apparently we didn't. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, there's your Dennis Prunty win again. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Alex. I'm very sorry. But he won yesterday. So he did. So, Sunday, so he's good. It was just a delayed pick. On that part, but uh, he broke the streak. Yep, frrc.us is the website for all of the information with the Fox River Race Club. Again, a big thanks to the fine folks here at the X Bar where we record the podcast. Like Andy said, we'll be down here Thursday after the races as well. Fox River Racing Club into Facebook. If you want to check things out and get your faster updates, Dan Strong, where are you on Twitter? Who Dan cares? Strong. Nobody finds us on Twitter. Nobody no. does find us Somebody on Twitter. Found so me. disappointing. One person found me. <laughs> One was it a per- racer? Yes, it was. <laughs> was it D-Carp? So, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was they, Taylor, wasn't it? Vandermoss? Yes, it was Taylor oh, okay. Vandermoss. Yes, so I, was trying to, I was trying to place where I was at the time in order to jog my memory. So I owe him a steak sandwich okay. on Thursday. But it's Dan Strong 95. <laughs> okay. I'm at Matt Panier. And I'm at a Monday ten, but nobody's listening yeah, anyway. Everybody that's stopped. on Twitter. They're everybody all Facebook people. Already. Yeah, we're uh, an hour in, so yeah. Oh well. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will see you Thursday, and then we'll be back with a podcast to let you know everything that happened. Let it rip. See you later. <laughs>